Xin chào. Chúng bệnh số. Mình gọi là bác. Ní hào. Selamat siang. Sabai đi tuần sau. Assalamualaikum. Tuadi. Selamat pagi. Magandang umaga. Welcome to the Lotus Talks. Hi, let me introduce myself. I'm Granger Whitelaw, CEO of the Vietnam Group, and I host the Lotus Talks. The Lotus Talks is a show where we talk about the people and the companies that are making a difference in Vietnam and Southeast Asia, or doing good while doing well, as I like to say. It's the golden age here, and there are many exciting things happening. I hope to bring as much to you as possible. So get your coffee, sit back, and relax. And let's go! Good morning, and welcome to the Lotus Talks. This is Granger Whitelaw, and it is the new year now, 2020. We are in the year of the rat here in Asia. Everyone's coming back from Tet and trying to get uh, in a business mindset, I guess, as you would say. All the food and celebrations and wonderful times with family are over, and now it's time to get back to work. <laughs> With that in mind, I thought I would start the new year uh, reviewing kind of business in Asia. Where are we? How does the world look at Southeast Asia right now and Asia in general from an economic standpoint? Um, and where are we going? So with that in mind, bear with me and let's talk. Asia corporations now account for 43% of the world's largest 5,000 companies, contributing $19 trillion in revenue to the world economy every year. It's huge. 42% of the global GDP in purchasing power parity, and this number is expected to rise to more than 50% by 2040. The Asian share of global consumption grew from 23% in 2000 to 28% in 2017, and could increase to nearly 40% by 2040. It's huge. You know, if you look at it, Asia as a destination right now for investment takes one of every $2 of new investment over the past decade. Again, 43% of the world's top 5,000 firms by revenue are headquartered in Asia. Now, the capital influx has not resulted in higher economic profits. Asia accounts for half of the deterioration in global economic profits from, two, from sorry, $726 billion to an economic loss of $34 billion over 2005 to 2017. Now, capital intensification of the world's accounts for 90% of the global fall in return will cap. That is driving down economic profit, particularly in Asia. This decline in global economic profitability over the decade largely reflects cyclical energy and materials sectors, European finance, and Chinese capital allocation to value-destroying sectors. However, Pockets of economic profit generating excellence can be found in several sectors across Asia. The opportunity? Asia could unlock $440 billion of incremental economic profit from two major levers. Two. 
turning around troubled companies and capturing companies' latent potential to create more profit champions. Now, I get a lot of these numbers from McKenzie. McKenzie does a great job of uh, kind of combining and pulling all this stuff together, and, and I'm reading from a lot of this. But if you think about what's happening right now in Asia, in Southeast Asia, the dot is moved across the globe. There is so much growth happening right now, as we always talk about on the Lotus. Startups, entrepreneurs all over the place are coming, but also major corporations are shifting and allocating more resources to Southeast Asia and Asia in general. Even if you look at India and Africa, there's a tremendous amount of growth happening there. Over the past century... Corporations in Asia have helped usher in an unprecedented era of economic development and prosperity. It has boosted economies and improved the living standards of hundreds of millions of people. We're witnessing the benefits of this economic contribution, stable employment growth, rising incomes, and a range of consumer benefits, including lower prices and more available and competitive products. These benefits have been particularly significant in economies that we describe as outperforming because they've sustained substantial GDP growth for the last 5, 10, or 20 years. If you look at Vietnam at 7% growth rate, compounded year over year, you know, between 6 and a half, 7, 7.2, we don't really know the real number, but it's incredible what we're seeing happen in Vietnam and other parts of Southeast Asia. Now, that really is going to plateau. I, I was speaking at the University of Minnesota's uh, MTO, which is their Master's of Technology event, about a week ago in a panel with a, a friend of mine who is uh, the head of Autodesk and another senior executive from Grab, and we were talking about what's happening here, right? And can it sustain? Some of the students said, can you sustain this type of growth? And... You know, my position on this, and, I, and I've said this many times to friends and colleagues, is that you have to look at the choke point, right? Sure, a lot of companies can come down and move their manufacturing from China. Sure, you can build new factories. It takes time. Can you get access to employees? We've discussed this. It's hard. You have to create new employee benefits now, different ways to incentivize your employees and keep your employees. And now at the end of TET, Many people listening to this may experience some loss. I was with the CEO yesterday, and he said, yeah, we lost some people already. And it's not even February 3rd yet. <laughs> well, I guess it is today, February 3rd. So interesting that you see this shift after TAT, right, of employment. But I think you're seeing a lot more people stay put. But what's the choke hold? What's the choke point for manufacturing? What's the choke point in Asia? And to me, it's very simple. It's the ports. As I told the graduate students, it's the ports. You can build and create as much product as you want. But if you can't get it out of the country and get it to where it needs to go into the United States or into Europe or wherever it may be going, you're, you're choked. You can't grow. And the ports here cannot take really any more growth. 3%, maybe 5 I don't know where it is. You know, I'm not a port expert, and I can certainly get one on the show if you'd like. 
But I do know that the ports that are available to use in many places in Vietnam, for instance, the roads, you can't get them to a place where it can take that heavy of a load of trucks. And the country is right now doing a great job of improving the highways and improving the roads. And I commend them for doing that. And I implore, please, build that infrastructure. Keep building and making the highways and the roads better in Vietnam because then you'll open up more access to ports, you'll open up more transportation, and you'll be able to create more business and let the growth continue. Other than that, you're going to have to stay more in the fintech technology uh, areas, space. Real estate's already being pressured here. So, you know, there's a lot of growth potential in technology here. Uh, the labor force is skilled and growing. So, really, when you look at any of these issues and you look at the positions of where we are now, it's incredible. Incredible. When you see that Asia accounting for 43% of the world's largest companies, where Europe only accounts for 25%, and North America only accounts for 24%. Almost double the percentage in Asia of North American companies in the 5,000 largest companies by revenue in the world. Amazing. So, anyway, welcome back from TED. I hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Uh, it's the year of the rat, so let's make it a good one. Uh, let's figure out how we can all join together and continue to work together because it's going to take companies working together now to take this country to the next level. I repeat this always. I see great energy, incredible entrepreneurial spirit, tremendous amount of growth happening, access to technology, access to talent. Although Vietnam is on a very low scale for access to talent, there's access external talent. There's a lot of talent in this country that we can work with and teach and grow with. So really, take your time, put a good plan out for the next 12 months, and figure out what partnerships you can put together. How can I partner with somebody? Not just think about myself, my little company, my ideas, but how can I partner with somebody to grow my business? Because just like Silicon Valley, and just like New York City, and just like Austin, Texas, and other places in the United States where you see incredible growth happening in the technology sector, I am here to tell you, those companies work together. You would be surprised at how much those companies really work together. That's why Silicon Valley is what it is today. Sharing of ideas, transferring of employees, uh, and working together on issues and problems to, to get great scale in business. And I truly believe with all my heart that if this country is going to grow and going to scale, it's going to have to happen from starting to work together more closely together as businesses. That's it for Lowe's Talk today. This is Granger Whitelaw. I will speak to you on Friday. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. 
so you never miss an episode. If you want to support what we do, then share and leave a comment. You can always find us on our website at thevietnamgroup.com forward slash The Lotus, as well as our Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and just about everywhere in the world. Just search for The Vietnam Group. We post updates daily and feature The Lotus blog and podcasts. Until next time, The Lotus Talks. See you soon.